the player I'm going to get mad at you guys about, just so, you know, steal yourself. Failure. You take it very personally. You shame me, guys. You shame me. Uh-oh. Tell me why I'm wrong. So I'm just going with my heart over my head, because my head is stupid anyway. Prepare for total domination. Oh, that's just dumb, though. I've never been proven more wrong in my life so quickly and so dramatically. Recording March 13th. 2023 you are maybe listening to this on march 15th 2023 you'll be listening to it when it comes out is is our point and you know that's when it happens sixth podcast of the year march madness edition Uh, yesterday was selection sunday and we found out who which teams have made the ncaa tournament doesn't seem to be a lot of disagreement about uh which teams didn't it charlie cream who does the predictions for for espn uh, i think got all but one of them right he picked kansas and instead of kansas it was west virginia um, i thought west virginia was a bit of a surprise myself but in any case uh we're here we're going to discuss all things tournament related um with myself snap wilson robococo mj tolliver Guys, how have you been? Becky, let's start with you. Uh, I've been fine. I had a crappy weekend, but I'm ready to take it all out on the there committee. You go. That's it. Yeah, take it out of the committee. That's it. The committee is the source of all of our woes. <laughs> how about you, MJ? I want to know what why her uh, weekend was crappy. Is it NCAA related? W? <laughs> Did you get sanctioned? <laughs> Is it DePaul related? No. <laughs> no, I knew going in that Anissa Mara was not going to be dancing this year, and that is fine. She in the MIT? Um, did, you, did you check that or no? I haven't even looked, to be honest. Right. I should check that out. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, give me a reason yeah, to watch the, the WNIT. All right. Uh, well, hey, uh, folks, wait, we've wait. got... Let me, let, me, let me chime wait. in. Let me chime okay. in. All right. Go ahead. Let me tell them how tired I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> how, tired. How, how tired are you? Donate to our pod by listening. Do that. Yeah. I've been working crazy hours. And yeah, y'all need to just listen to our pod and make sure that you up the numbers and share it and like it and do the things that you have to do because we are great. Snap is great. Becky is great. And I am Mr. Filler. So do what y'all got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Filler. <laughs> um, let's see here. I do not What an see... amazing promotion for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Do what y'all gotta do right now. <laughs> Mr. Fella. I want to send a special um, shout out to Gatorade for helping me through my weekend. Shout out uh, to Gatorade. Gatorade. If you like to shout sponsor to us, please get in touch. <laughs> exactly. So support our pod. Support That's our pod. That's what Gatorade, I'm saying. Gatorade, come through with the money because Gatorade we, come right. Come we drink a lot of Gatorade money. Zero up in these parts. Um, anyway, DePaul did not make the WNIT. It looks like I'm, I'm looking at the number at the teams that did. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. What was their record this year? I think it was, they were right at 500, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. It looked like most of the teams were above that. I think the lowest I see is, oh no, I do see Wake Forest at 16 and 16. So I don't know. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, uh, Anish tomorrow, or that's okay. She'll, she's going to be around for a while. She will have many more tournaments to enter. Um, 
But anyway, we're talking about this one, 2023. Oh, yeah. First of all, before we start, uh, Becky, we have like a little fun thing for our listeners out here to interact with uh, prior to the start of the tournament. Would you like to tell everybody about it? Yeah. Uh, brackets are over this year. We're, we're doing bingo now. That's, That's right. what the cool kids are doing. We're doing bingo. The cool 60-year-old um. children. <laughs> Um, so I have, I will post this on our Twitter. Our Twitter is at sixth pod of the year, mm-hmm. six, the number six TH pod of the year. And I'll post a link. It'll generate your own individual bingo card that you can use throughout the tournament. Uh, if you get a bingo, let us know. We'll announce it on the pod, announce your name mm-hmm. and a message. Um, there may be a prize. I don't know. We're still figuring that out. Um, and we'll talk about, uh, which items we think happened or not. Some of them may be judgment calls, um, but it'll be fun. So look out for that. At the same time, we post the pod. I will post the bingo link and we'll all be be cool bingo kids now. That's right. Cool bingo kids. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to call my grandma. She loves bingo. Gonna have her place. <laughs> my grandma loves bingo, too. Granny. That's it. That's it. All the Ajumas, all the mommies out there, come come listen to the pod, I guess. All right. Uh, moving right along. All right. So the the we're not going to get into every seed and all that. You you know where to find all that information, but we're going to talk a little bit uh, about the the we call this section we criticize the committee uh, for snubs and seeds and and whatnot. And instead of, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go data on this. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw my own opinion because I haven't watched every single team, but I do follow along religiously to her hoop stats and and their team rankings because I used them last year for uh, for um you know doing doing brackets and stuff, and they did me right. I won some merch using her hoop stats, their their team ratings and whatnot. Uh, I won a cut down the net, <laughs> cut down the net. Um, what is it like a hoodie? I guess yeah. It was a really really thick hoodie. This thing was super duper thick. It may be bulletproof. It's really pr- pretty. It's purple. Cut down the net is now named something else, which I can't remember anymore. But they're they're now devoted to helping athletes in the name, imaging, and likeness Drop the space. Link. Yeah, drop the link. <laughs> uh, yeah. I will look that up uh, while while we continue to talk, and I will drop the link at the end. But they used to be cut down the net. There's something else now. The people that run it are awesome. Uh, and yeah, I, I won a hoodie from them, and it's awesome. And it's very, very warm. I don't think it gets cold enough, honestly, for me to wear that all the time. But it is really, really nice. Uh, and yeah, that was all done with her hoop stats. So uh, looking at their rankings, um, we we have two teams, the top two teams that didn't make it. And looking at the record, you can kind of understand. I don't think anybody was particularly crying over, over either one being left out. But uh, the first one, uh, which had the 28th uh, highest rating, on her hoop stats uh, was Oregon. And I believe Oregon finished something like 17 and 14. They didn't have a great record and their coach was complaining a lot and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not really missing that. I think that's fine. Uh, I think, um, but a lot of teams that definitely had worse resumes did make the tournament, especially within their own conference. It was a really, really tough conference. And I think that's one of the things is that, or that Oregon kind of, uh, made them look worse than they they were is that they were that they they played in a really tough conference and the other one I thought this was pretty cool was Columbia 
another Ivy team. Well, we all agree one Ivy team is probably enough. <laughs> so that's fine too. But I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, the the only the only t team that did make it that looks, you know, aside from auto bids, uh, that looks pretty bad is West Virginia, who was ranked 87th in the, her, her hoop stats rating and got in as a 10 seed. So like ahead of a lot of teams that uh, looked a lot better on paper. Um, addition to that, there are some teams that were probably ranked uh, a bit too uh, low. Uh, and these are all these three I'm all looking forward to as potential upsets when we get to that point. South Dakota State ranked 14th in her hoop stats rating. They're really, really good. And they kind of got shafted. In fact, you're going to notice that all of these are mid-majors. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast ranked 15th. And Middle Tennessee State ranked 17th. So if you're looking for some bracket busters, those are three really good teams to, uh, to take a look at. I am 100% convinced that South Dakota State is winning their first game. And that's only an 8-9 matchup. But the the team that they they that is the eight seed USC probably has no business being an eighth seed to begin with, uh, so they're they're going to win, and I think they can even give Virginia Tech a run for their money in that second game. They'll be playing at Virginia Tech, so that makes it worse. But nevertheless, uh, I think that that's a, those those are good bets, and I think FGCU and Middle Tennessee are pretty good bets to win their first round games as well. Uh, what about you guys, Becky? Do you have any? When you looked at the seedings, was there anything that jumped out to you as being off or being wrong? Um, I will follow the player reactions on this one. Um, sure. Caitlin Clark looked absolutely pissed about not being a one seed uh, mm -hmm. for Iowa. I know um, my selection Sunday party was also very displeased with uh, Iowa not being the on the one line. I okay. think it was a, kind of a borderline call with them in Stanford, um, but I might have selected Iowa over Stanford just based on what happened in the tournament for them. Mm -hmm. uh, Ohio State also did not look happy about the number three. Um, I'm not sure if that was wildly off, but just in terms of the reactions, you looked at it and they're like, what? Lightly clapping. Just oh, okay. go. Yeah, it was just a polite clap. <laughs> Nothing rude, just a polite clap. Um, that, that, that's the worst reaction them. sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> polite applause. That's passive uh, aggressive. Yeah, and I didn't see this in the players' faces, but I also thought UNC a six seed was a little low. Um, they've had a really good year, and I thought you know they could have been a little higher than that. Um, and on the other end, St. John's and I were both super excited that St. John's made it. <laughs> They were a bubble team and got yep. kind of a higher seed than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, that UConn victory certainly helped. And I think the Big East was just a pretty strong conference this year. Um, so that was a really exciting team to see come in. Yeah, yeah they have the they have the playing game against Purdue. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay. Cool, cool. MJ, anything uh, uh, that jumped out to you? Yes, Middle Tennessee is well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I like Gardner Webb's record. Yep. And I'll say this because they're local ish. <laughs> um, Toledo, which is okay. like weird. And, and at the same time, like cool. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. 
to see them twenty eight and four, it it's it's interesting and it it makes the tournament on that side of the bracket for me interesting because okay. they're they're strong. So let's see what they can do. All right, uh, who are they? Who's Toledo going up against? Iowa State. Iowa State. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Right. Ashley. Yeah. Ashley Jones. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So let's dive in. Speaking of matchups, uh, let's dive into the matchups that we are looking forward to most. Uh, in the first round, uh, if, you, if you guys have any for the second round as well, uh, feel free to to toss them in. And we will start with Becky. What are you looking forward to uh, this weekend? Becky. <laughs> I was just fully talking sorry, uh, uh, <laughs> while I was yeah. on mute. Um, so the ones I'm most excited about that I think are, they're kind of overlapping with some of my uh, potential upsets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Georgia FSU, Georgia, Florida state, I think is yeah. going to be a good one. Um, I think Georgia has a real chance, but I also, I love watching Florida state. Um, lats their freshman has just had an incredible season. Um, so that's very fun. We've talked about them middle Tennessee. I have them as, as making it out of the first round. I think they're um, a little underseated and I think that's fun. Um, FGCU, which we've talked about, Florida Gulf Coast over Washington State. Yeah, potentially. I agree on that too. Um, Washington State's just a fun team to watch. Their, you know, Pac-12 tournament victory was completely surprising. Um, so we'll see where that momentum takes them. I don't know how we feel about the momentum. Mm. Um, Alabama Baylor, I think, is another one that's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, unfortunately, Michigan. <laughs> University of Las Vegas, even though I'm a Don't Michigan, Let's Michigan go. fan. Let's um, go. Don't do this. Let's I'm go. Not- we got, we got- <laughs> it's a shame that this is, I think this is happening during work hours because this would be a nice one for all of us to sit down and watch all together. Yeah. It's <laughs> possible Michigan just, you know, looks back in earlier in their season form, but even though they have Leah Brown and Layla Felia back, the last couple games that I saw them play didn't. They just looked pretty out of sorts again. And maybe that's going to come together. Um, and then I think my friends will be very unhappy with me about this is right. Louisville Drake could be interesting. Yep. Right. Um, you're touching on a lot of mine that I had listed as well. It's hard. Uh, like I'm listing like half of the <laughs> half of the bracket. I'm just excited. Um, um, I think I'll stop there. <laughs> All right. Uh, MJ, what about you? Well, like I told you guys earlier, before the pod, I'm biased. Mm-hmm, that's <laughs> fine. Bias is all part of it. I'm I'm not gonna say anything about South Carolina. Um well, they're probably not I, gonna have an interesting matchup the first weekend. <laughs> no. Nah, I will be paying attention to Creighton. Yeah. And and then as far as all the picks that I had, probably some podcasts earlier, um, with Grace Berger in Indiana, I'll be paying attention to her. Maddie Segris. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I will be uh, paying attention to Villanova. It's like, they're great, period. It just seems like whatever athletics Villanova is a part of or what 
let me rephrase that. Whatever athletes are a part of the Villanova program, whether it's women's, men's, whatever, they just seem to be like well-rounded, solid, able to uh, translate that to whatever, wherever they go. So mm. Villanova, that's that. Um, of course, LSU, I watched them probably from afar because mm. that's not necessarily something to really get into. Um, UNLV has a 22-game win streak against my right. Michigan Wolverines. So. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I wish we could we could get together to watch this one. That would be a great um, one for us to watch. Yeah. Uh, I got uh, Virginia Tech because Elizabeth Kitley is over there. For sure. Um, uh, Rakia Jackson because she's from Detroit. Mm-hmm. So I'm biased with Tennessee. Tennessee, yep. 23 and 11. Um. Uh, I want to say well, I, uh, players. Uh, players I, are next, but uh, you can keep going. All right, it's fine. Oh, oh. So let me not. <laughs> let me not spill. Let me not spill. Then don't spill. Um, all right. Okay. All right. Let me. Let me. Yeah, let me yeah. just get mine out of the way. Uh, Becky mentioned most of them. Uh, uh, Michigan UNLV is is right up. That that's the game that I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, I've been following. I follow. Started following UNLV uh, towards the latter half of the season once they started becoming ranked because you could see that something was going on. Followed them through the Mountain West tournament. Uh, I love this team already. Uh, and I do think that they have a pretty decent shot. I think these teams are more even than people are are, are thinking um, between the two of them. Uh, this is this is definitely potential upset territory. So, and where is it taking place? It's taking place at LSU. So that's a, I think that's a point in favor of Michigan in terms of travel distance. But uh, that um, yeah. that game, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, to reiterate some of the other ones, Florida State, Georgia, absolutely, Baylor, Alabama. Yes, yes. Uh, Louisville Drake. I really like this uh, this Drake team. Kind of, kind of toying with the idea of having uh, picking them to make a run. Uh, Middle Tennessee. I, I I firmly believe that they're going to beat Colorado uh, and uh, uh, Florida Gulf Coast and Washington State. That'll be fun. That'll be a barn burner. And I also like Florida Gulf Coast's chances in that one. Creighton Mississippi State. Uh, I I don't know why I said Mississippi State, but. That's who that's who I'm picking to come out of that uh, that playing game. That Mississippi State uh, oh, Illinois playing game looks good too. I kind of want to watch that one. Oh yeah, um, Illinois and, is a fun team. Yeah, yeah, Mississippi State Illinois. That that one looks good. And then whoever Creighton plays, whoever either one, I think that'll be fun. Uh, and then on Ole Miss Gonzaga, I think that'll be good. Gonzaga all day. Yeah, and then uh, North Carolina State and Princeton. I think that's a potential upset too. I like that game. So fun, fun, fun stuff. Some I looked at second round matchups just because you know I'm like that, and I was I was curious. And the ones that I really really like uh, potential I- Iowa State, Tennessee. That looks like a lot of fun. Uh, potential Florida Gulf Coast Villanova. I think that would be my game of the tournament. If that comes to pass, uh, I like South Dakota State. If they get pat- out of the first round against Virginia Tech, that's a potential. If a one seed drops the first weekend, I think that's the one. I like Middle Tennessee versus Duke. That'll be an uphill battle because they're playing at Duke. I hate, by the way, I hate this first. The top sixteen host their host the first uh, uh, two games thing. I hate that. It kind of if, if it goes chalk, then it's gonna suck. 
because it's like you just you just handed them a home advantage. Oh, but I, I like it because then more like I've gotten to go to first round games because of this. Sure. I mean, but they, they, they could be any they could be somewhere. And, you know, yeah. you can space them out around the country. Oh, but then they're just going to put half of them in Connecticut and have, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm fine with the number of locations. I like four lo- four locations per bracket, but I don't like that. The the top four, because they're they're like going, oh, our seating is perfect then. And and we're right about this. We're right about the top 16 that are getting to host. And I don't think their seating is that great that they should be throwing it out like that. So that's just me. Um, yeah, I like Middle of Tennessee versus Duke. I like potential Creighton versus Notre Dame. That one looks like a lot of fun. So those are those are some of the second round matchups that uh, potential second round matchups that I am looking forward to. All right, now moving on to uh, what uh, MJ was jumping the gun with players to watch, and I think we can you know uh, just kind of go over a little bit the the big names, right? Uh, obviously, Elia Boston. Maddie. Oh yeah. Obviously, oh, yeah. Caitlin, Caitlin Clark, Maddie Segrist of yeah. Villanova, Angel Reese, yes, LSU, Mackenzie Holmes, out in Indiana had a really really huge year for them. Uh, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Kitley at Virginia Tech, Ashley Jones, Iowa State, uh, Elisa Peely, Utah. Diamond Miller at Maryland. Uh, so all of these, I think, like everybody I mentioned, is was named as part of the Naismith Player of the Year award. But Diamond Miller was not. I thought she belonged on there. Um, Aliyah Edwards out in UConn, and of course, Rakia Jackson, who's coming back for one more year. She's not will not be entering the WNBA draft this offseason. And Cameron Brink, Stanford. So those I are the big... love Cameron Brink. I uh, I am I am. A god with anticipation to see her in the WNBA. Yes, me too. Like she's a game changer. All right, just want to throw that out there. So I know, I I know the love for Maddie on this thing. Is there any? Is there any particular one of these players that that we want to talk about uh, at more length than I just have? (laughs) Becky. Well, yeah, I had a list that's similar to what you have, or a lot of the Mm -hmm. same names. I basically made a list because we're a WNBA pod primarily. And sure. um, that's how I got into college basketball of players to watch where I think if they make a big run in the tournament, it can affect where they go in the draft. Like, I don't think Aaliyah Boston yeah. could do anything to get her not the one seed. I think Diamond <laughs> no. Miller seems to be pretty solidly a number two or a lottery pick. Like I don't, yeah. I just don't see anything going. Haley Jones is, is she's a fun player to watch period. Anyway, like she's a great player to watch, but obviously yeah. she's looking like a lottery okay. pick as well. Interesting I mean, because she used people. She used to be like, Oh, it's Aaliyah Boston and Haley Jones. And then this season, Diamond Miller came up and yep. I see kind of Haley Jones in various places on the, yeah, we see a little Jordan, Jordan Horston sneaking mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maddie Segrist is Maddie Segrist. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else listens to uh, Cheryl Reeves podcast, but she was the host was asking her about uh, do players ever play so well in their senior year that it plays them in to a higher draft pick than whatever one expected. Um, as a historical example, she said Courtney Vandersloot played herself oh, into okay. the number three draft 
um, pick. Hersey. Yeah, see, a lot Gonzaga. of people like bust out in the senior their senior year. I think that would happen. Yeah. That happens quite a bit. And uh, yeah, and Cheryl Reeves specifically named Maddie Segrist as a player who's really upped her draft stock this year, which is unsurprising. But when it comes out of Cheryl Reeves' ma- mouth, you know that means it's correct. So, uh, but <laughs> I don't know, Michael. Do do you have more you want to say about Maddie Segrist? You know, I love Maddie. I've been yeah. talking about her for a while. <laughs> Um, I actually don't, but I just want to ask you about Haley Jones. Like, where do you think she will be drafted? Yeah, I still think she's certainly a lottery pick. I've seen numbers go down a little bit, but she's just such a, she's a unique player. Yes. So I get that it's kind of hard to slot her in. Um, it but... is really hard to imagine uh, a perimeter player who who struggles it doesn't even struggle anymore. She just doesn't shoot threes. But if you consider her skill set, you can kind of see an Alyssa Thomas in there. Uh-oh. Am I crazy? <laughs> like big size plus like amazing passing ability. She seems more perimeter oriented, but she's got big size and she's got big skills in terms of like defending and stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, last yeah. season when they were struggling with the point guard spot, it was often Haley Jones was the only one they could trust to get it up the yep. floor. Um, and that's a great quality to have. Yeah. Uh, She's a value added. I think she'll be a value added passer at the WNBA level. And there are not a lot of players you can say that about that, that create openings with their passing. It's a, it's a pretty rare skill, but the shooting is, 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 is uh, you got to find, you have to have the right team around her is what I would say. Yeah. Other players that I think are, interesting in terms of where they're going in the draft is Zaya Cook mm-hmm. on South Carolina. Um, I see her in various places and she also um, she's a player that has a tendency to have big games and then quiet games. Um, so I think a really strong tournament performance could could up it. Obviously, South Carolina's the strong favorite to win it all. Um, we could have so three, three uh, in the first round. Brave yeah. deal too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Celeste Taylor at Duke. It's an interesting mm-hmm. one. Um, Liz Kitley, I think, is... I'm not sure if how they do in the tournament will will change where she goes, necessarily. Um, I'm I kind of excited because I, I haven't watched that much Virginia Tech. I, I like her a bit more than I did... Um, who the, like The similar players are uh, uh, Megan Gustafson when she came out and um, Elisa, Elisa Kunane. Yeah, like those. I I like Kitley a little bit more than them because she seems to have a face up game and she she is like comfortable shooting 10 to 15 footers, for example. Like she's not just all based around the rim. But beyond that, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about her defense or anything like that. Yeah, she's still in that mold where she's big enough and skilled enough that she can really dominate in college. But mm-hmm. um, it's still kind of a question mark in the pros. Um, we mentioned Jordan Horston. I think a strong tournament performance could really help her. She's one of those pure, so much athleticism, um, that sometimes gets in her own way. <laughs> um, but I think a good tournament performance, Maddie Williams at Oklahoma. Yep. Um, and then Ashley Jones. And I've also seen Stephanie Soares at Iowa state, um, listed. So I think deep runs from them could also be interesting to see and how it affects the lottery. Not the not just the lottery, the the first and second rounds. Oh, 
What about you, MJ? Who are you looking at? You know, the big names. The big names. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the names that were on my draft board uh, for a previous pod. So, of course, Maddie, she's out the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grace Berger, Elizabeth Kit Lee, Rikia Jackson, and that's some bias on that because she's from here. Um, Ashley you'll, Jones. You'll get to look at her again next year because she's not coming yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'm looking at uh, Haley Jones and my favorite, my favorite, yeah. since she played against South Carolina, is Cameron Brink. Like, I do yeah. not get enough of watching her play. I do not. Like, she comes with so much energy and, like, fervor. And, and is that the right word to say here? Sure. Should Sounds I say good. fire? Should I say fire? fire? Is she angry? Yeah, fire. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, because she's she's very energized, and I love her. Like I love what she does for her team, and what she brings to the game. So, Cameron, I will put her at the top. Cameron Brink right. is my top. Like outside of Maddie Seagrass, you know, I love. I've been love Maddie Seagrass. Like I've been talking about, oh Maddie Seagrass, Maddie Seagrass, whatever. But Cameron Brink, yeah, she's the other. Like I should be probably chiming her in in certain situations, but yeah, like those two are my favorites. So any WNBA team decides to, well, Cameron's not coming out though. I don't think. No, she's a, she's a a junior. She's third year. She's supposed to be. And if she gets her fifth year, she's going to not be around until 20 past 2025. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. So let me ask this question. They don't, they can't come out until a fourth year. Right. No, they, it's their age is what's the determinant factor. If they turn 22 the year of the draft, they can come out. Okay. All right. So everybody that didn't know me or didn't know <laughs> me not knowing, sorry, but I didn't. And yeah, so Maddie Segris, Cameron Brink, but Maddie Segris, yes, I'm looking forward to her coming out. Cameron Brink is like must watch TV. So mm-hmm. please watch her. Please, because she's everything. She does everything on the floor, just about like for me, as far as what her position is, she does it all. And she raises her game like they play South Carolina. And they, to me, uh, the game, the first game that I watched, they only lost because she got fouled out. Like she was doing, oh, yeah, 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 right. Well, that. but that, that you know happens a uh, fair about with Cameron Brink. That is part of that is yeah. part of the Cameron Brink experience, <laughs> yeah. So it's like she plays that aggressively that you have to get her out of the game in order to stop her from being effective. And once she gets that under control, what are you going to do? So we'll see. I'm, I'm gonna watch the Cameron Brink story as it goes on. That's all. Yeah, she looks like she's going to be special. All right, uh, I have some players that are just exist outside of the all the major names that we hear about. Like this, this will maybe this may be the year to appreciate them. Uh, some of them will be around, I think, uh, past this year. But uh, let me start hometown UNLV. Desi Ray Young, eighteen points per game, ten point two rebounds, sixty percent from the floor, one point six steals. She's a load and a half. This team is better than everybody thinks it is. Should have been like an eight seed, I think. Eight or nine seed. Uh, not a 12 seed. 
I think she's she's gonna she's gonna show out. Gonna have a nice first round matchup against Michigan Emily Kaiser. That'll be fun. Here is my sleeper athlete. I didn't hear anybody uh, look into. I was just looking up numbers and looking up people who had like really big numbers and then kind of seeing if I could find any highlights on any of them. And some person out there created a highlight reel for this girl from South Florida with the amazing name, Dulce Fancom Mengiado. Oh, yeah. She's great. She's amazing. And she passes the eye test, by the way. Like, super athletic. Can put the ball on the floor. Can handle uh, clean, clean looks. Like, she doesn't... It's She blows by people. Blows by other bigs to get to the basket. To get her looks. Uh, This isn't a case of... You know, if you watch... I'm, I'm not criticizing Mackenzie Holmes. But if you watch Mackenzie Holmes... Mackenzie Holmes makes a lot of tough shots, but she also has to take a lot of tough shots because she doesn't have, you know, she, she, she bullies her way in and she can shoot over and around taller players. Uh, same thing with, um, uh, Elisa pill, uh, Peely who, you know, uh, wide body also is kind of undersized, but can make shots with either hand, et cetera, et cetera. But they have to take these tough shots. Menciato doesn't have to take tough shots. She just, she just blows by her opponent. And she goes through through defenses, just just like cuts through them. Really, really tremendous handles. Uh, huge leaper, uh, 12.3 rebounds per game. She she just, just cleans up the boards like nobody's business. Uh, 1.1 blocks, one steal. Super duper athletic. Like, I'm, I'm a little curious, and she's a senior. I'm a little curious why we haven't heard anything and you kind of look over it, and this was her big breakout year. But I'm I'm wondering if not enough draft people are paying attention to her, just because from the eye test, she looks like somebody you would at least consider. Looks really, really good. She will only last for two games at the most because the second round game is against South Carolina. But we will get to see her against a really good team, uh, assuming they make it out of the first round, which I think they will. Uh, yeah, uh, super duper impressed. I really, really like her. Uh, one. Uh, that we've already uh, has been brought up once. Florida State's freshman, Tania Lotson. Exciting player, a lot of fun. And we have a waterbug point point guard from Florida Gulf Coast who is insanely fun to watch. It took forever for me to find uh, footage of her, but she's great. Uh, Tashara Morehouse. She had some highlights that were back when Kirsten Bell was there. And I think Kirsten just got like the majority of the attention, but she is super fast. Um, 4.7 assists uh, per game, which is pretty great in college. Uh, two steals, 40.8% from three. Um, gets to, yeah. 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 Uh, gets to the line really well. Just, just does like all the great water bug point guard things that, that you want a guard to do. Uh, Enjoy her. I think she's gonna she's gonna be around for a couple of games, so you'll get to see what she can do. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. These are just some players that I was kind of looking around, going, "All right, let's who's who are not the big names who we can kind of get to pay attention to." And, and, and maybe it doesn't have anything to do with their WNBA draft stock, but they'll be fun to watch. And that was who I came up with. I'm really looking forward to watching a full game of Dulce Funkum Mengiado because she looks insanely good. 
Another super fun thing about South Florida is they're just a super international team. Yeah. So she's from Cameroon, but they have Finland, two players from Spain, a player from Colombia, a player from Sweden, a player from Greece, a player from Ohio. Um, but well, this I, is that's my thing. I've I love always loved about that team. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got to stand. All right. South Florida. Give me my Bulls jersey. <laughs> I think they're the bulls right i think that's right yeah uh, anyway yes all right so those for you out there some players games to to look out for in the first couple of rounds and and now we are moving on to our next segment now here we go now we're looking at final four championship predictions and becky you had some things to say or you had some questions to ask uh so why don't we start with you yeah, I thought um, so. Uh, South Carolina obviously is going to be in the Final Four, <laughs> unless something <laughs> yeah. absolutely insane happens. Right. Um, but it, I thought South uh, South Carolina was the easiest, and then the um, I thought Indiana. Um, I also thought was relatively easy to put in there, though I think. He's giving my list. No, I, I, you're, I'm right there with you on. <laughs> Both of those, uh, South Carolina, just because too strong. Uh, Indiana, because I think they're they have the easiest bracket. Yeah, Me I mean, it is interesting. I am LSU is one of my teams to watch just because mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch them against good competition, right? So it's a little hard to judge how they'll be. They were really bad against South Carolina, but most teams have been really bad against South Carolina. So, sure. um, but I do think Indiana probably comes out of the bracket. Um, uh, Seattle four was my second hardest with just trying to determine, is it Stanford? Is it Iowa? They have such different strengths. And I'm curious, where did you come out on Seattle four in terms of, did you have Stanford and Iowa that you were thinking between and how did you make your determination of who would win that game? It was mostly, <laughs> not going to lie here. Uh, I think it was mostly how, how much faith I have in Stanford, which I don't know why, but I, it's not a lot. That, like, uh, again, from her, the Herbstedt's thing, they're ranked second. And there's there's a pretty fair distance between them and third. So her Herbstedt's really likes them. I just, uh, whenever I think of Stanford, I just think at some point, they're going to screw this up. <laughs> it's going to happen somewhere down the line. And I don't know. I, I did. I filled out one bracket. I picked Iowa to come out of there. Um, but I could easily see it being Duke because Duke has is basically going to have home court all the way through, assuming they make it, right? They're going to host their first two games, and then it's – it's oh, no, it's in Seattle, is it? Yeah, it's in Seattle. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was so thinking not Greensboro. not quite home court. No, screw them. All right. Uh, no, uh, the, Seattle probably favors Stanford, but I think I'm going Iowa on this and I could be wrong because I don't necessarily entirely trust Iowa either but I trust them a little bit more than than Stanford and also uh, I want um I want as much Caitlin Clark in the in the tournament as possible so I went Iowa there yeah I just get concerned the matchup between Cameron Brink and Monica Zizano like that's I think Cameron Brink just has way more skills <laughs> um, yep. but they're very different types of bigs too so um you know 
Cameron can go out to the three-point line, and I'm not sure Susano's used to hey. defending that far out. And so I think that'll be an interesting. But Brink hasn't matchup. really shot it well out there. I mean, she'll go out there and shoot, but it's it's not like a great percentage. Yeah, so maybe they just make her shoot it. Yeah, they don't bother. But she does so much more on the floor. Yeah, she does. She's really multi-talented. Um, it just, yeah, I just, I think that like Iowa is basically kind of has has enough to. They're one. They're not. I shouldn't say a one. Like I'm not denigrating everybody else, but they they live and die as as Clark goes. Uh, and Clark can carry the offense practically with between between her shooting and passing by herself. I mean, she's literally has their most points, rebounds, yeah, assists, exactly, steals and blocks. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, so point it's just, six is, blocks a game is leading the team. Is there if everybody else can play solid defense? Like they they seem like just like a, a battle tested group. So I think this is is kind of if they're going to get through it, it's going to be this year. But I do feel like. Uh, well, let me let me hear where you, which way you guys went on this. I went Iowa. I don't feel one hundred percent solid about that, but that's the that's the direction I went in. Becky, you went already. <laughs> I swear I switched it. I re- in my notes it says <laughs> Iowa, but I thought I had said Stanford. So I don't know. Um, I'll say Stanford on the pod to keep it interesting. Keep it okay. Mm, well, you didn't have to because I was choosing Stanford. Like I have, we're we're doing Final Four, right? Yeah, I, I should also mention I'm a Cal grad, so picking Stanford is like it makes me itch whenever I pick them to do anything good. Okay, so for my final four, I have South Carolina versus Stanford, and I have Indiana versus Toledo. Toledo, Toledo whoa, snap. whoa! <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Becky, I was who did you have for Seattle three? I also had a my spicy pick for Seattle three, but nowhere near as spicy. I had Tennessee no, as, coming out. <laughs> okay, uh, and and I had a I had a completely different team as well. Who'd I you had, have? I, I had Iowa State. Oh, we yeah. all none of us believe in Virginia Tech or UConn. No, not at all. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought I'm this bad. was the hardest bracket because I was like, was. any of those top seeds can be beaten. They're all very beatable. Yeah, um, they all could be very, very good too. I think Iowa State is really underseeded. I think they're like a three seed, or they should have been somewhere. Around oh my there. god! So I picked a four seed. Snap picked a five seed, and then what seed? If they is can Toledo? get past, if they can get past Mighty, no, Toledo's twelve. They're Toledo facing Iowa State in the first round. Oh, yeah. that Iowa State yeah. Toledo game is going to be big for our bracket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toledo. Well, I I like that MJ. I like that you you really went out on the limb there. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't have. I I, I kind of have South Dakota State uh, go, going over Virginia Tech, uh, and then UConn. Um, I like Ohio State more. I don't know why. I think I think UConn just also might be cursed <laughs> slightly. The so yeah, I curse. Yeah, uh, Iowa State um, uh, over Tennessee. I think that's going to be a really really good game. I think the winner of that game is is the team that I would pick to go all the way but I just went with Iowa state. Yeah. My theory is Tennessee has just such great athletes on that team. Mm-hmm. And when it gets to tournament time, it's just playing all out. You know, I want, I, I guess my prediction is that that athleticism is going to win out because they're just going to could very well happen. Outdo it. 
Yeah. I don't think they're going to win the whole thing, but I, that's my prediction for the final four. All right. And then, so now we're, now we're going champions. Uh, uh, no, no surprise here. I have South Carolina. I don't think they can be beaten, but uh, did you guys, did anyone go anywhere else? No. Okay. Not at all. Okay. All right. <laughs> they're, I've had they're before, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is Toledo getting, getting past uh, Indiana for you, MJ? Um, I have uh South Carolina and Indy. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, same here. Yeah. And and South Carolina. Well, are we on the final? Yeah, the final, right. So yeah, I, I had South Carolina over Indy. Yeah, I mean South Carolina. So I mean it's not it's not the most exciting thing to talk about because it's like, yeah, they're dominating. So yeah, but I got Indiana there. Cool. All right. We did it in just about the normal amount of time. <laughs> uh, so any final thoughts? My only other thought that I had, this, I, like I said, I already kind of uh, went through it um, at the uh, when we talked about it. I don't I hate the, the, the four seeds, the top four seeds hosting the first two games. I like to see neutral site. I like to see neutral site as much as, as we can get it, uh, because I do not believe that the seeding is so good that you you should just you know, give them, um, give them, give, give everything over to it. Uh, I, I think I that something. you should, I got something for you. Watch out for Villanova with Maddie Segris because she's a problem and she's hard to stop. I'll just say that. So I wouldn't be surprised if somehow uh, Villanova broke through and won. Mm-hmm. Even though they're going against a Cleveland team, that's what they they they've had their first thirty win season in team history. But it it I mean is zero zero when it's March Madness is is and it's just one win and I'm and we move you know so I'm looking forward to that series specifically because if Villanova gets bounced, you know then. My my brackets go the way they go, but if Villanova wins, then it's like eh, my brackets get broken. <laughs> cool. Uh, anything, all. Becky? Nope. Just play bingo. We're bingo people now. <laughs> we're bingo brackets people are now. Stupid. We're into bingo now. That's where we're at. We'll do both. We'll do both. But. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess we can all post our brackets too once we uh, once we've come out with them. We'll we'll post them to the Twitter account too, and we'll we'll see whomst whomst among us had the best picks. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh, really looking forward to this. This was cool to kind of cover this for the first time, and uh, we'll see uh, we'll see if uh, if uh, we're going to post in the upcoming weeks. We're definitely on track uh, to come on back on the third to to record on the third which would be after the championship game. Uh, and at that point, we will know who will be in the WNBA draft and we'll be ready to discuss then. But maybe we'll come back in the meantime. We'll see over the next two weeks. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, yeah, uh, come play bingo with us. Us cool, hip bingo playing kids. And um, that's basically it for Robococo, MJ Tolliver. I'm Snap Wilson. This has been the sixth pod of the year. Uh, Good luck to all your teams out there. Uh, Stay safe. Have a happy March. Peace out.
Peace out. Goodbye.